Thank you, David Hogan, our honored guests tonight for in our RLM choir. Let's we'll start out with this. Zephaniah 318 with no background music because we're serious. <laughs> the accumulated sorrows of your exile 
will dissipate. I, your God, will get rid of them for you. You've carried those burdens long enough. At the same time, I'll get rid of all those who've made your lives miserable. I know some of you are thinking, my spouse? No, you're demons. I'll heal the maimed. I'll bring home the homeless. In the very countries where they were hated, they will be venerated. On Judgment Day, which is breastplate of righteousness, the healing of your soul and heart, Judgment Day is the breastplate of your righteousness in Christ. When your heart is transformed, renewed, and purified, I'll bring you home. And I'll bring you home to a great family gathering. You'll be famous. You'll be honored by all in the world. Zephaniah 3.18, it is written. You'll see it with your own eyes. All those painful partings turned into reunions. God's promise. Amen. I want to open up the heavens right over your soul right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for this viewer. Present, online, or here in the Chateau a la Crac. <laughs> that the heavens would open over their head by the blood of Jesus' cross. Not by works, not by deserving it, not by earning it, but simply by how much the Lord Jesus Christ cares for you. He's going to open the heavens over your heads for your souls to go up higher in Christ. And as you go up higher in Christ, there'll be debt cancellation. All kinds of prosperity and healing, freedom and abundant life beyond your wildest imagination, higher in the heavens as they're opened over your souls. So I thank you, Father, for the crystal clear living water of Revelation 22.1 coming down right now upon their crown the crown of grace if you don't feel worthy remember it's all grace Jesus is worthy and he wants you where he is in my father's house or many mansions I am going to prepare a place for you yes you I'm talking to you now mm-hmm you with the human flesh, that's you. He's prepared a place for you in the heavenlies. Where every single agitation, problem, poverty, lack, want, even your sins and your self-awareness, your inadequacies, your wantonness, your wickedness, your lust, your pride, all of it is obliterated in the Father's righteousness like a river from your innermost being. That's the innermost. So it's the foundation of God the Father inside you. Now you just need it to come up right through your heart. And come up right through your brain and pour out your eyes. As it pours out your eyes, you'll be free. And He'll meet you halfway too. You come up from below, He comes down from above. And you'll meet Him halfway in the mid-heavens. That's when you re return home to God. 
We thank you for a people that are returning home to God in the heavens. Pretty much everyone down here right now is a prodigal. You could be a perfect pastor in the earth realm, but you're completely backslid in the eyes of God because you need to meet him in the heavens. You need to go up. The psalms of the rising and the going up. The psalms and the songs of the stairway. You need to rise up in the secret stairway of your heart into higher realms that you know nothing about, but you can trust God and you can find it in the scripture. All kinds of crazy stuff hidden inside you going to come out, but you'll not be looking at yourself. You'll just be excited that he got you up here. And just thank you for a people that learn how to walk Jacob's ladder in their hearts and the tree of life in the heavens, in the path of the lightnings as their ceilings, in the path of the fires as their floors, as they ascend star to star, dimension to dimension, glory to glory, in the narrow path through the sun. It'll burn up everyone. And everything down below you as you rise in excellence and doing the works of the Holy Spirit, everything below you will be perfectly managed. The higher you go in Christ, the easier the management and stewardship of everything lower than your heart's elevation. But if your heart's down on earth, you're always doing the stuff because you're lost. But if your heart's way up in the heavenlies, everything below you is managed by your spirit and the angels perfectly. And those are the promised land realms in the elevations of the heavens that Jesus Christ has prepared for you. Amen. So we're building him a house, which is making room in our hearts for more of him, less of us, that we may be where he is in the heavens. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Coming up out of the footstool, coming up out of the dust of the earth, many shall arise, Daniel 12. We're going to arise and shine for our light has already come and the glory of the Holy Ghost rises inside you. Glory to God. A little update. We'll get into the message a little bit later, but I want to show you about the progress in Nairobi, Kenya. Amen, Spider likes that. Yeah, they got cats over there. Spider wants a pet puma. Someday, Spider. Keep praying. It's good to dream big like that, Spider. An exotic cat. Amen. <laughs> so we've done tremendous progress. They put the most beautiful red roof on it, and the labor is a little more than we expected. So we need to raise 1300 to finish the roof um, above and beyond what we've already raised. But so that puts us at about, I don't know, 11, 12,000 or so for the roof. And I was looking at the walls. And the walls of the stadium, I mean, they look so rickety. I'm like, with a roof that beautiful, we can't have walls that look like that, Chadrach. He's like, I was just feeling the same thing in my heart. We need nicer walls. And he says, 
ideally we'd like to put glass and just beautiful glass crystal clear sparkling glass walls and it would just be like going into a crystal palace and so we went and got a bid you can do all glass walls under that brand new roof that we've done for 3500 bucks the equivalent in minnesota to even build a barn like that would be nothing less than $150,000, probably 100,000 to have to go through the, the state of Minnesota to get all the paperwork and have it that size with roofing and foundations and concrete work and all that. In Minnesota, it'd be 100,000. Finished product with roof and walls, 14,000. You need to understand that. So those investors, your money's going about five or six times further in Kenya and they're still fascinated looking at the building even with the walls on it the way they are right now saying which American is supporting this building they all want to know what American is doing this they keep asking Shadrach that <laughs> all these new face re Facebook requests from people in Kenya they want a new roof too no you come under the roof that we've built under the prophet Shadrach. You submit to authority just like apostleships in America, so will apostleships in Africa be. And no doubt about it, Shadrach is being raised up and trained as an apostle in Africa. And eventually, it'll be built up over the whole continent. Just like this will be built up over the whole continent of North America. In the heavens with governmental authority over governments, militaries, and economic systems of all civilization, because sonship's real. And pioneering sonship is the most costly thing in the universe, and that's why the persecution's been so terrible. But all that was dishonor, sown in dishonor, shall be reaped in honor, it is written. Honor towards RLM Africa and people, even religious people, demon-possessed warlocks of the magic arts can honor the poor like Judas Iscariot the Antichrist but now a true apostolic honor in the glory from the heart for the works of God the Father true kingdom honor towards RLM Africa true kingdom honor towards RLM Minneapolis and USA and RLM Global understanding the pioneering works of this ministry the last 17 years and it's Elijah, and now it's Enoch, and it's both. So we're going to make straight the way of the Lord, all the way to the Lord, for every person, man, woman, and child, like the Exodus of Moses, to go right up to the throne physically. Not just spiritually and mentally and just some kind of fantasy, but you are actually going to know the ceilings of lightnings. You're going to know the floors of fires. And it's going to be real to your mind. Before we do the video, I made a really cool video of RLM Africa for the new walls and we'll play that in a second but I just want to share an experience I had last night last night after preaching I went home to sit down and as I sat down I was so fried on the glory from preaching with my eyes open a whirlwind of lightnings took my spirit out of my eyes all the way through the path of the stars of Enoch into the third heaven into paradise in times different there I could have been there a long time and after I got recharged in paradise, I came right back out of paradise into the top of the second heavens and began attacking the throne of the demon Pan on the top of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And as I was attacking this demon, Pan, 
I heard my name and I got sucked like whirlwinds right back into my eyes and I came to. It's like, whoo! And the Holy Ghost says, these are the rewards of a greater renewed mind. You'll be able to do stuff like this constantly. And pretty soon you take your whole body with you too through that path. But I went there with my spirit and my soul, with my eyes, my body, my eyes wide open. You don't understand what it feels like to have your spirit sucked out of your body with a whirlwind of lightnings. It was one of the craziest trances. And I was in a trance, like medicated by the Holy Ghost while it happened. But to have your person, your spirit and your soul go out your eyes and then come back through your eyes. It's the first time that I was that aware of that happening. And it was the coolest, funnest, most thrilling experience of my entire life in Christ so far. And he's just given me a small taste of the fruits of walking in righteousness and a much, much greater cosmic celestial level of purity. These are some of the rewards of purity. And the Father wants you to know the rewards of purifying your hearts, purifying your minds, and any animal, instinctual, or even false agape spiritual romanticism with anyone around you that is not your husband and wife, that's reserved for husband and wife. And if you're not sharing that between husband and wife, you're in sin. That's evil. So you need to share that between husband and wife because you grow together as two, like Adam and Eve. And if you're not sharing that, you're wrong. Just the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Just get that stuff burnt out of you. Romance is anointed in marriage. Outside of marriage, it's wickedness. And that's why people get totally crazy. And all that loneliness and all of those feelings and emotions in your hearts, you have to be married to the Lord first. God had me disciple hundreds of girls, hundreds of boys in my early 20s, and none of them were weird looking for a wife. I didn't care. I was going to be a eunuch like the Apostle Paul for years. For years, guys. And it wasn't until years and years later that God had signs and wonders, and it's like, no, you're not going to be alone like Barnabas and Paul. You're going to have a lot of help. But it's cool that you're into that level of purity. And those were the first two years of RLM. Didn't matter if you're male or female. Didn't matter if you're good looking or ugly. None of that matters in Christ. Hearts willing to rise is all that matters. And you can't have romantic feelings and be a teacher or a disciple. And you can't have flirtatious attitudes. And you can't have any of these emotional longings and desires in your soul if you want to be a minister of Jesus Christ. Just forget it. Purity ain't optional. And we got external discipline towards purity. We need the purity of the virgin, king, rich, good-looking Jesus. A ultra-rich, ultra-good-looking creator of heaven and earth, man in the flesh, that has all the money, that has all the power, but yet the Bible calls him a virgin. In his glorified state, he's the best-looking man in the entire universe. And before that, he didn't want anyone to misunderstand him, so he came looking like a Neanderthal. But in his transfigured state, he's the most beautiful man in heaven, Jesus Christ. Okay, So the most handsome Satan's nothing compared to Jesus. The most rich, the most powerful. On earth, you don't have kings or lords or powerful people. Look at Elon Musk. 13 kids with 13 different women. Okay? Just so you know about that. All these 
conservatives or like like in Elon Musk. What's the evidence of someone walking with God? Purity. Elon Musk, 13 children with 13 different women. Okay? So there's just no godliness there at all. Jesus, more power, more riches than Elon Musk, zero natural lovers, zero romantic eros, zero. All pure virginity. You need Jesus Christ to virginize you in your thoughts, in your attitude, in your instincts, in your flesh. This is the number one thing for all of you. Purity. And the purity gets ever increasing, and so don't think you're pure right now. Because as you go up into the cosmos above the sun, there's purity up here. You can't even fathom under the sun. Under the sun, purity is like being defiled. Like It's like being a pervert. If your Christianity is under the sun, you are perverted. And let that offend you because it's the truth anyhow. Because as you that pride gets burnt out of you, you go through the sun, above the sun, and come into Father's purity. Father's purity is totally other that it will scare the bejesus out of you. That's false Jesus out of you. <laughs> and we need false Jesus scared out of our hearts because we're extremely religious around here. <laughs> There's a lot of religion amongst the mystics there's a lot of religion amongst the glory stream there is there's a lot of religion in the charismatic church it's a higher level of religion that's why we all think oh i've really arrived now because i got the gifts and i got prophecy and i watch bob jones videos and bobby connor knows me by name i'm good with god you need to go into the sun and get good with enoch it's true the standard now is enoch if you're not good with enoch you're not good with god truth anyhow you need to get good with Enoch. That's a different level of purity that this generation needs to walk in to fulfill their destiny. It's not even optional. If you don't get good with Enoch, you're going to fall short of your calling and destiny in life. Well, that's true. Hallelujah. So we're going to get good with Enoch. We're going to get good with the minor prophets, with Jeremiah, Ezekiel. We're going to get good with Isaiah. We're going to get good with Adam and Eve and Moses and Noah. We're going to get good with the Lord Jesus and John and Paul. And we're going to get good with the apostles. And we're going to get good with the prophets. We're going to get really good. <laughs> Feeling really good. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. All right, here it is. Wow, good morning, good afternoon, RLM Global family, under the great leadership of Apostle Brandon and Apostle Rebecca Lynn. I uh, just want to drop a really quick video for the progress uh, about the roof glory, the Nehemiah's building anointing. So this is one side of the RLM Manfest Arena already covered in red sheets, the red iron uh, sheets. So we are really, really grateful. We are really grateful. Uh, we have tried to really rush the project so that we can uh, save a dime uh, on labor. 
good neighbor. I mentioned to you earlier that uh, I had to change some of the standing uh, corner posts, corner corner metals. Uh, the initial uh, post were a little bit lighter, so I thought maybe it will affect the the roof. So I had to change, and also we have uh, I, I enlarged the the structure to make it a, a little bit bigger. It is actually 75 by 47. 75 by 47 is a big, big, big uh, structure. It's a big, big, big uh, place of worship. So uh, we are less 1,300 USD uh, to uh, to complete this structure, to complete this construction. So I send a word out there. If God will lay it on your heart to uh, stand with us, to see the perfect completion of this structure, uh, you can kindly reach out to Apostle Rebecca, or you can use the links to uh, really come in for your donation, for your support. Uh, it's not a must you do the whole amount. Uh, you can do part of it. You can do 300, you can do 500, you can do 600, you can do 1,000. Uh, the Bible uh, talks about the love of God compared to the and ceiling. the unity. Imagine that all or two brand gather, new glass. Two or three gather in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is always in the midst. So once again, uh, I want to say thank you so much, Apostle Brandon and uh, Rebecca Lynn, for this great, great uh, and powerful leadership. So uh, all those who could send their donations, this is where what your donation uh, is doing. So once the project is done, you will have the full documentary of it. Everything is being documented, the spending, everything. And uh, this thing has really touched the heart of God. May your life never be the same again. Kindly help us to raise the remainder 1,300 USD so that we can complete this project for the glory of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So you can scan the QR link there or click the link in the description. 1300 for labor to finish the roof. You had like a whole construction crew on it. And 3500 for all new glass walls. The sands of time. And that will complete the revival building in Nairobi for RLM Africa. The Lord took me to a place and I saw the great prophets of the Bible. I saw Elijah, Elisha. I saw all the prophets of the Old Testament. I saw the Apostle John, the martyrs. And they had all been told of the Lord to stick their hands into the sands of time. As I watched them, they would pick up a shoebox. One was the Apostle Paul. And he brought this shoebox up and he said, It's my time. Amen. It's my time. Just say that out, out loud over yourself. It's my time. Thank you, Bob Jones. Ha, ha, ha. Yep, yep, yep. It's your time to walk in the heavenly rhyme. I'm really blasted tonight. Powerful day. Started out with 
Total revival with my whole family at breakfast. There was like 25 of us. We haven't had that many people together for like five years. And just to see my natural flesh and blood family just totally lit up like a Christmas tree by the righteousness that I'm walking in and just full of light. When you begin to walk in righteousness, you save your whole house. You save the elements in your windows. You look outside into your, your yard, the light shining in your yard is saved. You, your eyes get saved to the point where you see through walls and you can see into the future and the past and the present, all the same in the seven eyes of God. We've known Christianity in the earth. We're about to know it in the heavens. We're about to know it in Christ, where he actually is, which ain't on earth. It's in heaven. So, he went to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Jesus is in the third heaven. So how do we get to him through this great chasm that separates us from Jesus in the flesh in the third heaven? There's this whole thing called the second heavens. And in the past generations, they say this is a no-go zone. You don't go there. It's the place of demons. That's been true. Why'd Bob Jones go there? Why did NASA give Bob Jones, my prophetic father, a cell phone to call them if he saw something in space? He had more eyesight than the Hubble telescope in reality because he pioneered it for the sons of God. Jesus Christ told him in 1971, I'm sending you back, Bob, to prepare the leaders for the one billion soul harvest of the end times. Amen? And that's you. This is the harvest of the harvesters before the harvest. Which means you got to go up into those realms that your prophetic fathers before you pioneered in order to have any vision. If you read the Bible, Revelation 14, 14, the Lord of the harvest is seated on a cloud in the heavenlies, holding the harvest sickle. We've been trying to do ground harvest which God forbids. It's like harvesting people into the valley of the shadow of death. You're like harvesting people into Gehenna. And how they live, how they looking out there, how they living out there. They're looking like Gehenna, which is natural hell. You know, indebted, mentally ill, religious, paranoid, fearful, poverty stricken, trying to be free, but it's, you know, an effort when you're in Gehenna and there's been a lot of effort but it's God's effort that's going to set you free by your faith and it's going to raise your heart into a brand new start yeah where there is no fart I can hear you mm -hmm. and your thoughts get purified to only think his thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than yours, declares the Lord. You know that verse? It is written, people, as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
so are my thoughts higher than yours. Now that's not condemnation unless you're in pride. But that's invitation when you're in humility. What condemns pride builds up humility. Real meekness, which is stars pouring through your face in the path of Enoch. But you're still kind to Lamech when he comes to you about some earthly crap. <laughs> we had a son who was born in glowing. Oh, God, come and bother me. Can't you see him up here with the angels? I'm sorry, Enoch, don't kill me with your lightning bolts. And that's exactly how it was. You look at Enoch rung in that state, just incinerated. Lightning will just rip the flesh off your bones. That's why they were like trembling as they came to Enoch at the ends of the earth. It is written in scripture. Because if you're messing around at that level of cosmic power that Enoch was walking in, suspended in the mid-heavens, really in, inside the narrow way. The narrow way ain't on earth, where the demons live in Gehenna. The narrow way is up into the heavenlies. Beyond Hubble telescope. Now Jesus flew up into the cloud. Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Enoch walked with God and was taken because he pleased God and he gained that testimony. How many of y'all know the prophets have prophesied this is an Enoch generation? A generation that conquers death, predestined, and foreordained? How do you think you do it? You're going to have to understand a lot more spiritual science. Going to have to understand the stuff that you think is Kabbalah that's actually the tree of life. And then expose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's been ripping you off from your cosmic inheritance your whole lives. Keeping you in the dirt in Gehenna under religious rules and regulations that none of your sorcerers ever listen to or obey because they're not deceived. But they've deceived you on purpose. En masse. Deception. Purposeful. And it's one out of three pastors in the USA. One out of three pastors in America right now. One out of three. True research study fact is a trained sorcerer of Kabbalah in Freemasonry. One out of three has purposely bewitched their audience in their churches to have a corral of animals under their sorcery. And people just receive it. And that's why people are brainwashed so bad and they manifest so severely when they come around actual open heavens freedom of the sons of God. Because you've been so brainwashed by Jannes and Jambres, by one out of three pastors in the USA that are practicing white magic sorcerers, which is the same thing as warlock. True warlocks. Not like third world nation witch doctors. No. That's weak. First world nation, economic, political, sorcerers of Kabbalah. One out of three pastors in the USA is a Kabbalist. And so they believe and are trained by fallen angels that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of life. But they know it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They do. But they tell you it's the tree of life. They don't even tell you any of that. They'll actually just keep you in the dirt having you obey the New Testament 
through external effort, which is why Christians are so cursed and mentally ill. They did it on purpose, people. That's why mental illness is so severe in Christianity. It's because of how much sorcery, potent sorcery, has poured into your brains, into your hearts, into your bowels, into your cups from trained Freemason warlocks of Christianity. Trained Freemason warlocks of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's cosmic, outside the stars, which is outside the city gates. If you read the Bible, it's outside the stars. Versus the actual narrow path of Enoch, true righteousness, that's inside the city gates, that's inside the stars. That's why he walked in ceilings of lightnings and floors of fire. It is written. What were the ceilings of lightning in the book of Enoch? You need to read it again, obviously. It's the narrow way. It's the way of the tree of life. The roots of David are only for the earth dimension to get you into the trunk of the tree of life in the cosmic dimension. This isn't my opinion. This is scripture. The Apostle Paul says when you mature and grow up in Christ, you're going to wear celestial garments. And we've read that to you a hundred times at Joel's Bar. Celestial garments. Celestial means stars, cosmic garments. And you be the most grounded people in the world because you're biblical and you're practicing a higher wisdom, a higher purity, a higher righteousness. You be the most excellent people in everything. You be most skilled because you're the most like Yahweh because you allowed Yahweh's seed to grow up in your spirit as a son of Yahweh, a Yahweh. Have I not said you are Yahweh's? Well, awfully quiet, isn't it? Old Testament Elohim, which is external gods. New Testament, Yahweh, which is born of God, His God, His gods. That's what Scripture calls Him. King David called the Father God of gods. And I can tell I'm making some of your demons nervous. Just let them wash out of you. God of gods, it is written. And if you don't step up your game in your heart to practice a higher spirituality of righteousness guess what you're gonna get the punishment down here with everything those who actually do step up their game and bring judgment in the heavens woe to the inhabitants of the earth because everything of the cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil everything of Kabbalah everything of sorcerers of the potent sorcery of Babylon the great will fall into the earth and you're not supposed to be in the earth anymore when it happens I'm predestined for ordained on autopilot, guaranteeing it will happen. And that's why I've had to endure all kinds of opposition in my life, because I'm predestined for ordained. It's true. Which means it's on autopilot. God's will be completely accomplished, even if the whole world opposes me. It will happen, and it will destroy everyone who loves sorcery on the earth. We're not alone, and I'm not a lone ranger, and there's, there's no cultish crap around here. The gates are always open. You can come and go as you please, but I'm not going to tolerate demon-possessed warlocks. I'm not going to tolerate sin, sexual morality. I'm not going to tolerate anything of the enemy whatsoever because we practice rigid righteousness, which is walking under the ceilings of the lightnings. And lightning is rigid, which means you can't wiggle around with immorality, or idolatry, or pride, or religion 
of any kind, shape, or form in your hearts and minds and be okay up here. You're in danger. Now you're safe and secure if you're willing to be constantly judged by the lightning, by the thunder of his word, and by the fire of his altar in your spirit, soul, mind, and strength, in your bones and marrow, just letting your DNA just get metamorphosized like a caterpillar into a butterfly. You're safe when you're practicing humility and learning righteousness. But the most horrible place you could possibly put your own soul is, the Bible tells you, pride. Pride. Pride comes before a fall, which means how high have you gone up in the charismatic, in the glory stream, around the sons of God, now learning the ways of Enoch, now the secret stairway of the sky opening up and you're starting to ascend and learning all the cosmic stuff of Christ by revelation directly from his throne. And you're still prideful about it because it's still knowledge because your heart hasn't even walked in it, but it's all just head heavy. That is a guaranteed fall. And that's why people that fall around us at this level, it's the worst catastrophes you've ever seen. They go directly into Balaam. They go directly into Jezebel or Athaliah or Abaddon. They go directly into potent practicing of sorcery, which is magic arts. It's true. Outside the city gates are the dogs and sorcerers and those who practice magic arts. Magic arts is the stolen light from the secret stairway in the sky. Magic is stolen light. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Well, I wasn't even going to go here, but the Spirit's going here, so I'll be obedient. Yep. Alrighty then. Genesis 2.16 But the Lord God gave the man this warning. You may eat any fruit in the garden except fruit from the tree of conscience. That's the TLB version. I'm on the Takarta app. The tree of conscience, for its fruit will open your eyes to make you aware of right and wrong or aware of yourself. Who are the ones eating from sin? The ones who are growing in self-awareness. Your eyes are open to yourself when you eat from that tree. Your eyes are aware of the Father when you eat from the tree of life. One has a cross and humility. The other has pride and total damnation. Its fruit will open your eyes to make you aware of right and wrong, good and bad. If you eat its fruit, you will be doomed to die. So it's written, Genesis 2.16 TOB, the Living Bible. That's the main Teen Challenge Bible was the Living Translation. That was also the main translation of the Jesus People movement, but... I can tell you guys don't like it. That cut close to my heart. That was a little too personal, Brandon. Maybe if I yell it at you. <laughs> they can't take me seriously with my cherubim wings shown. So we'll say it again. Genesis 2.16, the living Bible. But the Lord God gave the man this warning. You may eat any fruit in the garden except fruit from the tree of conscience. For its fruit will open your eyes to make you aware 
of right and wrong, good and bad. If you eat its fruit, you will be doomed to die. Well, I can feel the liquid glory of the Holy Spirit in this place opening your mind to have revelation about what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is. It's eating the magic from outside the stars and the path of the fallen angels, the black sun, the path of Kabbalah, the path of magic or the path of destruction. The wide path of destruction is going that path of eating from that tree and that tree is cosmic. That tree is all of the wandering one-third stars that are siphoning light and energy and electricity from outside the stars in their orbit. Because when the stars fell, their hosts fell. And that's why the dragon's tail swept one-third of the stars, it is written. That's in the second heavens, people. There's never been any disorder in the third heaven. Only second heaven. So you need to understand the second heaven clearly and what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is. It's light from fallen angels. Okay? How do you know if you're eating from it? Self-consciousness. Your eyes open to only seeing you. So if someone's around you and they can't see past their own soul, they're in the wrong tree in the garden. If there's any form of selfishness whatsoever, they're still eating from that tree. Evidence of the tree of life is no self-consciousness. I'm only aware of the lightnings and the whirlwinds and the thunder and the path of lightning and stars. I'm like only looking at Christ and his righteousness taking me into new glory dimensions, glory to glory, and the whole self and the whole mind and the whole heart and all its feelings and, and loneliness and all the sins under the sun are just totally incinerated out of a person who begins to get set free by the tree of life. So this is God the Father's life versus everything else that's just death that's pretending to be life. It's true. So anything in this earth dimension that's growing you in the self nature. Now that could be making money and be like, does that mean I just sell my business and live as a homeless man? No, dude, no. Paul had to say, just rebuke the crap out of these infants because they're misunderstanding everything he's saying. He's like, no, keep doing what you're doing, but apply the word into your spirit and then you can actually get it all refined out right where you're at. Don't make drastic decisions when you're an infant in Christ. You'll destroy your lives. I've seen people make the dumbest mistakes after they're born again. I mean, I saw people, rock stars, get born again and give five million dollars to Satan. And they think, well, I just, I take a vow of poverty now, I just got to be a, a Christian. And all Christians are poor and, and false holiness. And so I'm just going to give all my rock star money to this Pharisee who's just going to go and buy a, a prostitute and blow it all on crack cocaine. And that really happened. It really happened. I've seen that before. That person actually stayed in this house and had that experience. And so I'm just want, I just want to tell you, you're not going to make that big of a mistake. You're not going to waste $5 million on Satan after you're saved. But you might waste 250000 Money on the devil. A lot of you just get right into the devil after you're saved and just waste huge amounts of natural energy, natural time, natural resources, for the God's kingdom and it just all goes to the devil because you have no clue what you're doing or where you're going. 
That's why when you're saved, you need the prophets around you to give you wisdom and don't make any huge decisions because you're freaking lost. Getting born again is like basically just being rebirthed and now you don't even know where you are. After Saul of Tarsus got born again, he was so dumbfounded that it said that his servants had to grab him by the arms and lead him because he was blinded for three days. Can you imagine being a Pharisee of Pharisee? The most highly educated, skilled, smartest people in the universe. Now you're a freaking retard. Literally drooling and blind and having to be led by the lowest of the low servants. You can't even ride a donkey. They had to hold him by his hand and his arm and kind of just carry him really gently into Damascus. And then he got a sight back from an intercessor that was obedient, but scared, but obedient. And then got lowered down in a wicker basket through an opening in the wall of the city. Because the devil wanted to kill him now. Because God had just converted a major warlock, a white magic warlock, now into a baby, 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 baby apostle. And just that little seed of that baby apostle there was scary to Satan. Even though he was completely lost and clueless about everything and had to have 14 plus 3 years in Arabia to turn all of that white magic in his head into revelation in his heart. Took him 17 years. So make sure you're giving the Lord 17 years. If it took the greatest apostle perhaps of all time 17, you got 17. Now in the midst of that 17, you can learn every lesson in the whole world. You can learn every lesson. You can learn about science. You can learn about mathematics. You can learn about excellence. You can learn about business. You can learn about skill and every form of wisdom in the spirit, in the heart, in the mind, in the bones, in every dimension, with animals, with angels, with the nations. And you can grow in every direction during your 17-year period of sanctification. Now, it doesn't have to be 17. I've heard Bob Jones say you can do it in 12. Paul did it in 17. To turn all the white and black sorcery of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that made him an exact counterfeit of his apostolic calling to destiny, to turn all of that confusion into fusion. Power. Dunamis dynamite flowing out of him, dead raising power, saving the whole world, 10 million converts, Apostle Paul single-handedly single-handedly and almost everyone working with him betrayed him so he did it pretty much alone and that's the truth and he always said everyone has abandoned me and i'm all alone it's written in the scriptures multiple times you're like paul you're just boasting in the flesh no it's just god the father inside the man's flesh because the flesh ain't even there anymore he's crystal clear and everyone around him is a freaking flake and that's what the bible says and no one could walk with him. No one could handle the intensity of righteousness you're rigid you're strict we're going to go back to the judaizers and get circumcised as adults, as Greeks and Romans, because they're like one one thousandth as strict as the Apostle Paul. Because the Apostle Paul is actually commanding us to transform from human animal manure piles into angelic Yahwehs. And that's the same requirement today. And you can see how they treat that metamorphosis of Christianity the exact same way. They hate it. They have created a Christianity where they can stay human in the manure pile of the valley of death 
and self-justify that they're in right standing with God in their delusional, sorcery-filled brains, and they're actually living as dogs. No, there's nice dogs out there. I, my brother Nick has a dog that's bred from royal blood from like Buckingham Palace, and this thing's regal, man. He's, it's not, not all dogs are just like these little crappy shih tzus, so to speak. There's some dogs out there that they're like royalty. So we say, oh man, you know, if you are of the lower realm of the dirt, even middle class Americans, and now this, I'm going to step on some toes tonight, middle class American Christianity is the purest form of dog of all time. Your white picket fence suburban Christianity is the greatest, most purest, perfect form of dog and temple of dog of all time. Truth anyhow. So, woo! Now, we're coming out of the greatest deception of dog from the greatest sorcery of the potent sorcery Babylon the Great. And now a lot of the pastors in animal form, well-intentioned, doesn't mean we don't love dogs. It's man's best friend. But what we hate is that there is a manifestation of the flesh when you have God's sperm genetics in your spirit that can become true angelic royalty, born of God. And to not have that developed into mature form pisses the father off to no end. It really agitates him. When he sent Jesus into the earth, it was to produce ones after his own kind. The tree of life, Jesus Christ, is the tree of life. He's the creator of everything. If Jesus was sown into the earth, you better believe God the Father requires what comes out of the earth into the heavens be of the same quality as the firstborn from among the dead. Anything less than that is an abomination. It's a mixture of the fallen angels. It's the knowledge of good and evil. It's perversion. It's corruption. It's deception. It's delusion. It's fantasy. It's nonsense. It's rebellion. It's stupid. It's lazy. It's black sun, black moon, black earth. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Satan in you. And you got to drive him out with the glory of God. And people say, I don't have a demon. I know you have seven. I know you don't have one because that's not biblical. I know you have seven because there's seven mountains of demons that get circumcised out of every Christian born again person's heart after they're saved. That's what the circumcision of the heart that your carnal Laodicean false Christianity of America has completely rejected. You say, oh, I'm circumcised when I'm born again. You're a liar. No one's circumcised when they're saved. That's an eighth day according to the wisdom of the Old Testament. So that's a complete after born again experience and it's not instant. It's the total removing of the world's lust of the eyes, the world's lust of the flesh and the world's pride of life from all seven interior castles of every born again believer's basic soul. This is basic Yahweh Sid Canoe, the Lord your sanctifier Christianity. This is not advanced. This is one step up the mountain of holiness. In fact, you can't even step off of the sands of time into the mountain of timelessness, the mountain of the Lord, who changes not, unless you allow your heart to get pierced. 
Now we let our hearts get pierced on the base of the mountain. We, we allow a little bit of consecration, holiness, purity. We'll listen to Paul Washer and say like, yeah, I'm going to believe the Bible and be a good person morally. Amen. I'm going to put screen guards on my internet connection so that no temptation can seize me when the wife is not around. That there's accountability. You have all these natural disciplines that they put. And that's the, that's the base of the mountain. As you're, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, but you're not even relying on the Holy Spirit yet. Now you go a little higher. The higher you go, the more reliant on the Spirit you are. To the point where you're just the biggest heretic in the world to those down below. Because they never knew creatures like you existed. What happens when you get to the top mountain? You bring the whole mountain up higher. The mountain of the Lord rises as chief of all the mountains in the last day. Welcome to mountain piloting. And it's rising in our hearts today together. The mountain of the Lord is rising as a kingdom of heaven and a kingdom company. God gives all kinds of power and authority and ability to his sons and daughters. And he just wants to see what you do with it. Here's what we do with it. We're going to bear fruit and give it to him face to face in the third heaven by lifting this mountain up in our spirit all the way through our hearts and minds and five physical senses turning into diamond. And then we just hand the whole mountain to him face to face in the third heaven. And that's where we're going. Where's Red Letter Ministries? This is the Red Letter Ministries 40 year plan. The next 40 years, this is exactly what we're doing. And you can bet your firstborn on the altar, it's going to happen. And your firstborn grew up to be a great priest. Because the firstborn is dedicated to the Lord. Hallelujah. Secondborn, they can just be a dirty businessman. <laughs> dirty, filthy sheep of Wall Street. No wolves. But, Holy Ghost, no that's something you need, you need revelation in marketplaces worship to God we're so Gnostic and Laodicean and Nicolaitan and all those errors of Revelation 2 and 3 which, which is what keeps you earthly if you study Revelation 2 and 3 in the red letters those are the sins of the seven churches on earth that were all apostolic prophetic churches signs and wonders glory churches and they had sin in them that was keeping them earthly some of them were just persecuted. One of the churches, they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just being treated like crap. And Jesus said, all you got to do is endure. That ain't you. You got Jezebel. Man, you guys got everything. You need all of them cut out of you. <laughs> and if it's cut out of you, let it pass through you into your neighbor and watch them freak out on you. Now you're learning how to love. Uh -huh. Especially in, with your spouses that are like mouses. Those shy ones, they're the most dangerous. The quiet ones are always the killers. I learned that around gangsters. Those are the ones that have the gun about to blow your head off. The ones that don't talk. They're always the ones with the devil in them. And you think that's wisdom, you know, that person's so wise, you know, they're always just quiet all the time. That's Satan in them. <laughs> Beware of anyone without a glorified personality. Anyone that's just harboring stuff in here, shy. It's usually demon possession every time because they haven't found their personality. So they're just wrestling, struggling. They're real frustrated. And that frustration inside you is lots of demons, seven demons. So 
For all of you who haven't found who you are in Christ yet, the answer is, drive in seven demons out of your hearts. Mary Magdalene, in whom the Lord drove out seven demons, which is the bride of Christ. Bride is only the bride if those seven mountains of the seven stars that fell from heaven, which is all the kingdom of hell, all the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, seven mountains of seven stars, Satan brought Jesus Christ up into a high and lofty mountain and showed him the kingdoms of this world. Bow down and worship a breasted goat man and I will give you all these mountains. Jesus like, I don't do breasted goats. Nice try, Pan. You know, you're talking to the guy that created you, by the way. And these, these angels are so deceived and, and so filled with pride they actually think that they can convince others because they themselves were convinced. And they're always, they're, the Bible says in Ezekiel 28, their wisdom was forever confused. They're going to stay confused for eternity. And anyone in those spirits will always be confused forever and ever and ever in the lake of fire burning with weeping and gnashing of teeth. You'll never have understanding. Understanding is for the tree of life. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord, the menorah of the seven spirits burning is for only the sons and daughters of faith and grace and obedience, and righteousness, and wisdom, and white dove purity. All that other junk, you ain't going to get understanding by not sacrificing your heart. You can just get rid of the grease goat demon right out of your brain right now. Because that it'll, you'll never understand unless you sacrifice the seven mountains in your hearts. You'll never have understanding. God's not even going to reveal it to you. Because revelation and the revealing to you of Jesus costs you what you think you know about God. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there is currently a measurement in your heart of how much you've given control to the Holy Ghost, who's omnipresent, which means you have no excuse. Holy Spirit's omnipresent. His manifest presence is instantaneous the second you make room for Him in your evil souls. And the reason why there's no room in there is because you're wicked. And you're not convinced you're wicked because you're trying to apply goodness to yourself externally, which is why you're twice wicked. Because now you're the hypocrites of Christianity. You're the sons and daughters of Satan and the fallen angels for real. You're anointed warlocks. You're worse than the Freemasons because your witchcraft is anointed. Oh, awfully quiet in there. But that is the truth anyhow. So now you're dealing with anointed Christian warlocks by the millions who are trying to finish in the brain what began by grace in the spirit. So we need a people that will go up in the spirit and drive out seven mountains into the sea. If you say to these mountains be cast in the sea, they will obey you. They're obeying us, guys. That's why they're going from bad to worse out there and carnal mental illness, false Christianity everywhere. When it's just magic arts, practicing different levels of doggery, some of them are not dogs. A few of them are actually Christian sorcerers. It's true, so they're not even in the dog class. They mean to control. They mean to use the prophetic to manipulate you. They mean to use the apostolic to manipulate you. Now they might have an apostolic calling on their life. They will have a genuine prophetic calling on their life. The destiny and the callings of God are irrevocable, it is written. Doesn't mean they're in right standing with God at all. What's the evidence they're in right standing? Righteousness. 
not your false love that you say they're not nice to my demons and you get offended and run off because you have an uncircumcised heart because you haven't had the seven demons of Mary Magdalene and seven mountains of fallen angels cast and burnt out of you. That self-righteousness will burn in the lake of fire forever. It's that false love and false agape, which is false love, which is false Christianity that keeps everyone filled with the fallen angels after they're born again. Because now it's just about being nice and kind to everyone when you're mostly nice and kind to sin and everyone for a lack of circumcision in the heart. Kindness at God the Father's level is every single time in Scripture thunder and lightning. You're not going to find any place in the Bible where God's kind, the Father I'm talking about now, where there's not thunder and lightning. So actual Father God gentleness and actual Father God love and kindness that you know less than nothing about is lightning that doesn't shred the flesh off your bones when you encounter God. That is actual kindness. That the flesh is still there when you're even close to the Father. Now, a lot of people aren't close to the Father. They're close, getting close to the Holy Spirit, which is fine because you're safer around the Holy Spirit than you are around Jesus. And you're safer around Jesus than you're around the Father. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why? Because before this holy and righteous God, in the book of Acts, people were dying and being killed by him because they came irreverently. They came mockingly. They came unclean. And we say, that's Old Testament. No, that's book of Acts. That is seriously New Testament Christianity that Laodicean American Christianity don't have because of all the things I'm explaining to you tonight. And we want it to have that. We want to have a revival of the fear of the Lord where we don't have a bunch of dingbats living like trolls with no excellence and no ability and no wisdom and no actual fruitfulness. We want to have the same quality that was sown into the earth lifted up and given to our Father. Amen. And so we correct and rebuke ourselves. We purify ourselves from all unrighteousness, it is written. That's something you do in the decisions and the actions of your own body. God doesn't do that for you. God's omnipresent. You do that by getting responsible and adulting and taking, responsible, or taking responsibility over your bodies, over your minds, over your thoughts, over your hearts, over your spirits and your cells and see, we're doing something different now. We're not going to be living like worms, like pigs and like rats. We're going to be living like Ophidim, Cherubim, and Seraphim. We're going to be living in the excellence of Moses. And that really gets people's attention because you know dude was strict. Why? Because he was getting discipled face to face by God. That was the reaction of the excellence of someone who knew God, that they walked in rigid righteousness. Most of the flakes of this generation just full-blown manifest and run away from anything even remotely close to Moses-level excellence. Moses-level excellence is not even as excellent as Enoch-level excellence or New Covenant Christ of the cosmos of Colossians-level excellence. It's a different excellence. You need to start with Moses because it's a lower excellence. It's an external excellence. You need it. I magnify my ministry to make the Jews jealous. What are the Jews? Moses. 
Obedience to Moses. Do you have an excellence that makes Jews jealous? Or do the Jews look at you and say, you're a dog of Christian sorcery and you look like it. You act like it. You talk like it. You're a fool and you're dirty. You're nasty. You're unclean. You can work the lower positions in our marketplace and our business, but you have no skill even close to Old Testament Moses to even have a higher position in the marketplace because of how much religion, sorcery, rat blood, dog blood, pig blood is flowing through your veins and arteries right now as Gentile dogs. And that's what they they call you. Zionism everywhere which is Jewish racism, which is really the people behind the economies. They want to say you're racist when you're anti-Semitic. We're not taking the bait. We're not sinning. We don't play the same game. I don't shoot the same arrows back at the fallen angels. I don't shoot those arrows back at the sorcerers of Babylon the Great and the rulers of economies and the rulers of governments and the rulers of militaries of every nation, tribe, and tongue under the sun. We're using different arrows, the arrows of righteousness. And we can raise up sons and daughters of righteousness, our quiver be full of sons of lightning and sons of thunder and sons of righteousness and daughters of lightning and daughters of the paths of the fire of Enoch's righteousness without the mixture of the selfishness of the counterfeits outside the city gates, which is outside the narrow way. A place where there is no shadows. A place where the name of the Father is still in perfect orbit in that star. Perfect perfection of God the Father in the center of every source of light in the heavenlies right now. That's true. There's only one once up there. The one third that fell, they're not even considered the heavens anymore. That's wandering stars. Book of Jude, it is written. Those heavens that you're worried about fearful of witchcraft, fearful of New Age, fearful of Kabbalah. Man, you know what? You need wisdom, the fear of the Lord, to actually get into the actual tree of life because you're currently full of dog sorcery. You're currently full of earthly Gehenna witchcraft of the fallen angels. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is ruling over your minds because you've rejected the higher path. The path of righteousness that shines ever brighter. How many Christians have you known in your life that shine ever brighter in actual biblical New Covenant Christianity? Even your leaders that you see in your conferences, every one of them has a fading light. That's how deceived this generation is. Even our honorable apostles and prophets of previous generations, and I'll say it because he loves me, Bob Jones, had some of the worst medical conditions you could ever imagine and and just died of all kinds of organ failure. Truth anyhow. So you think some of the greatest prophets and apostles that walked before God with the mightiest signs and wonders in the previous generation, if they had a fading light, don't you think what we bring forth now as the sons of God probably going to be a little more intense, a little different. The pioneers that came before us in the apostolic prophetic can't even comprehend what we're walking in right now. Most of them would manifest. Demons. Demons. Seven mountains of stars that fell from heaven. You need to get it out of you first. We're so caught up in old manna. Yesterday's teaching. The standard of yesterday is so far gone, you're eating moldy bread. It's true. We need today's 
hot, fresh bread directly from the Father's hand. What's in the Father's hand, people? Lightnings, it is written. What does that mean? The Father's hand is the path of the stars. Walk in it. Let the bright morning star, which is the seven spirits of God in you, God of gods, light of lights, Father of lights, you have him in you already. I don't care if you're bewitched, you chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, get it out of you. Get the bewitchment out of you. Christ in you, the realization of glory. You have the virgin king and all the king of the Jews in every born-again believer's belly. You're choosing to be bewitched, so you're not accountable. You're like hiding under fig leaves. Like God doesn't see, I don't know. You've been told at Joel's bar every day, but you still love evil, and that's why there's no purity in your heart, and that's why you're still earthbound. You are accountable to what you hear. It's not my fault that you don't walk in the fear of the Lord. It's your responsibility to have the fear of the Lord before your eyes. And your eyes get cleaner and brighter each day by hearing and being energized and going higher. The heights of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. You haven't known the heights. I don't know the heights. I'm still learning the heights. The heights and the widths and the breadths and the depth of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. I'm certain that nothing can separate you from it. Romans 8, it is written. Who wants to know the heights of Christ Jesus? The path all the way to the third heaven, how to physically ascend and conquer death. It's already written in the Word. We just need to open the seven seals. What are the seven seals? Understand the Bible. Get all that garbage crap of the evangelical church out of your brains. That mountain of that breasted goat pan, chief Satan of the Satans, the covering and the top of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, has so bewitched the people of earth in Pan's labyrinth that you can't even think straight in all the Bible knowledge and all the Bible learning you've ever had in your whole life. It's all, it's all got to burn out of you. It's like witchcraft scrolls working in your brain. doesn't mean don't read the Bible. just means let the Spirit of God put the Bible in your heart. You need to sacrifice your heart to the Bible, to the Word. Reading the Bible in the heart, it costs you your soul, which means you don't have any more consciousness of self, as we just read. You don't have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, if you put the Bible and the Word of God into the flesh and don't let it change your heart and devour the heart, don't let it mix with spirit, which is faith, and devour the heart, guess what? You're exactly like the sorcerers and the fallen angels that steal outside the city gates. Because you're still using the things from God, like the fallen angels, they're all created by God, but now they're using everything from, from God for self. Which is the main thing Christians do after they're born again. They get selfish in Christianity. Bless me, club. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. No, we're not praying for you. We're killing you, killing you, crucifying you, crucifying you. You're in false Christianity. You're in selfish tree of the knowledge of good and evil Christianity. Christianity of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which is our arch nemesis. Christianity of the demon god Pan, which is exactly what it is. And the Christianity of the sorcerers of Egypt, Janes and Jambres. And we can go into wisdom and learn this stuff for eternity of eternities. And we will. We need you to get these sonship foundations of righteousness in you immediately to restore the times that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil has wasted in your souls. There are years and decades in some of you 
that Satan has confused you and wasted your time in worthless garbage of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Pan's Labyrinth. It's where you get the Christmas tree from. And he put it right on the top of the Christmas tree because it represents the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I love Christmas, so don't be a paranoid schizophrenic Christian out there. Everything is holy to those that are holy, it is written. Doesn't mean you abstain from celebration because I got a revelation in my brain. No Christmas in this house this year. It's a pagan holiday. You need to be baptized in death. You need the baptism of Christ's death because you're a religious Pharisee. The Lord rebukes Satan out of you. The Lord rebuked the breasted goat out of you. You got Satan in these people, and they just say, good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. I'm good, no evil. I'm good, I'm good. You are the children of the devil. You're the children of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We are the children of life, the children of freedom. We live inside the lightnings. We live inside the fires. We live inside the silver waters of the river of life. We live in constant obedience to our Father, and that's how we can stay pure in the midst of total defilement and sorcery all around us because it's inside the temple. Inside the temple is ever cleaner for those God inside-minded. Out of your belly flows rivers of the seven spirits of God. So you can stay as clean as you know God on the inside. It's not based on spouse, kids, family. You don't know my situation. I know your situation. Earthly, animal, Gehenna, Valley of the Shadow of Death. It don't specifics. It's all the same. Chasing after the wind. Nothing new under the sun it is written. There's nothing new in your life under the sun. Only new in your life above the sun when you find the path of righteousness and sacrifice your human nature to the Holy Ghost. Get obedient to the works of the Spirit. Get obedient to the works of the Lamb. Get excellent in the works of the Spirit. If anyone is working, let him work unto the Lord. And that is how you get promoted in the stairway of righteousness. Doing excellent works. Always refining my priesthood works like Moses. I'm of the tribe of Levi mainly since 2006. We say Judah. That's also true because you have all 12 stones on the breastplate of righteousness and the breastplate of judgment. But mainly, my job since 2006 when God the Father's audible voice spoke in my car, you're not going to pastor churches, you're going to pastor cities and nations, not my opinion, not from man, from the audible voice of God in my car. I was planning to be a youth pastor in the assemblies of God. Not one thing in my life was built by man's hands. Not this house. Nothing in this house. Nothing came from me. It all came from my Father in heaven, and I've been obedient to everything He's asked me to do to this very moment. You let God the Father build your house, He'll build your house differently than my house. I have my house. Get your own house. Let Father build your house. He wants to build you up into a temple. Your body is the temple or the house of God. And until your own house and your own temple of your own body is glorified through obedience, you're going to be stealing from others. And that's what's wrong with most of you right now. You don't have your own house clean. And it's not about the natural realm right now. It's about your hearts. It's about your spirits. The grace of the Lord Jesus with your spirit to clean your house. Everything hidden in darkness be shouted from the rooftop. Where of your house? From your brain. Everything living in secret, whispering in the thoughts of your inner man, be shouted from the rooftop. It's a principle of house cleaning. And you need it. It's called self-deliverance. 
God wants to build your house to be a glorious temple for his dwelling. And I will glorify the house of my dwelling, says the Lord. And that house is your body of flesh and blood. He wants to live in your belly, spirit. He wants to live in your heart, soul. He wants to live in your brain, in the mind of Christ, with a rainbow of the seven spirits of God, like a crown of life, from ear to shining ear with your senses pouring forth the excellence of the seven spirits of God in higher dimensions of responsibility and excellence every season of your life forevermore. Begin the path of eternity now. You can walk in it. It's not waiting. Today is the day of salvation in hearing God's voice softening your hearts so that my house is cleaner. Because the heart is the house of God in the Old Testament and the New Testament both. You read the Old Testament, God's always just making fun of any dumb crap they think it's a building made by human hands. He's always talking about the heart. God, David, a man after God's own heart. It's in the Old Testament if you read it deep enough. All the other stuff God actually just makes fun of because it's so temporary and stupid to him. But he knows where we're at in our animal minds and he just flatters us. You want a king Israel? Oh God, you're idiots. That's what it says. You're so stupid. You should make God your king, but because you're so fallen and so dumb and dull, I'll give you a human king. Behold Saul. Raise taxes 40%. Send all your kids to war to die in Vietnam. All the dumb crap you deal with in the USA. Well, Saul did it way before American presidents. Trump 2024. I'm serious. Turn America red. Why? God is pro-life. And there's a lot of born-again, spirit-filled believers in the Republican Party. There can be revival amongst Republicans. You got a problem with that? Get stuffed, gagged, and be sent in a lake of fire. You Democrat demon. <laughs> there will be no blue donkeys around these parts. But we do love donkeys. Amen. Arlem donkey. I was so surprised. And this is how thorough Shadrach is. He actually took that $50 offering and bought all the vegetables to feed not just the one donkey, three donkeys, and had donkey revival. $50 of food for three donkeys, you need to understand in Kenya, that's, you could buy steak for all the workers there. And for them to do that in a third world nation to feed their animals that way was a high sacrifice. And I understand that, I know half of you don't, but it was a, it was a huge sacrifice and just the fact that he honored that and was obedient to that when it's such a dumb American idea but because it's such a dumb American thing to do and it was honored God's gonna just bless the socks off of Shadrach because of stupid levels of obedience it's amazing that's the kind of stuff that grips God's heart and be like oh buddy you just got promoted see it's those acts of obedience when it's stupid but you're thorough and complete and obedient and you're being tested to see how obedient you can be, how thorough you can be, how complete, and then you just kind of show it off. Like, this is the dumbest American thing they've ever asked us to do in dumb America. <laughs> We're gonna feed $50, which is like, you know, a month's labor for half these people over there, or, or a week's labor for an average worker to frickin' donkeys. Which donkeys over there, you know, we think, oh, it's cute, you know, because we're Americans. They're like, man, that's so cute. Or there, it's like, dude, that's hard labor. That's my slave. 
Are you going to be kind to my slave? And you understand that attitude. You see that in Mexico. I had a lot of training in Mexico. been to Mexico 55 times in 15 years. I had to go through two different passports because all the pages were full. God didn't allow me to go anywhere I wanted to go for 15 years except Sinaloa, 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 sin, 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 sin. I'm sending you down into sin. And that's what it says every time they stamp your passport. Sin, sin, sin. Out of sin, I will raise my son. Egypt, Sinaloa, Sinaloa cartel was within blocks of Shorty Guzman. Both times he was popped within blocks. Both times to be around the most powerful mafia in North America for my apostolic training with no military, no police, no bodyguards, no escorts, just my crazy Vietnam vet dad <laughs> that would just laugh in the face of death constantly. He enjoyed it. The main hitman for the mob down there, which is the most powerful mafia on the planet, if you didn't know, pulled up to their car one day. And my dad's business partner peed his pants. Because these people kill people like you breathe. And he peed himself. He didn't come back to Mexico for 10 years. My dad struck up a conversation. He was respectful. He was honorable. He was real as a soldier, as a warrior. And was just man to man, mano y mano. But if you have any of that fake cheesy American Disneyland BS pop no questions asked you're buried you're gone you disappear they can send down the FBI CAA to try to look for you but you hear about people dying in Mexico all the time all the time American idiots getting killed down there all the time on vacation and we love Americans but Americans do have a problem of being spoiled confused about the situation of most places in the earth you would not be successful outside of your American easy culture. And that is the Laodicean principality that wars against American revival. It's true. I'm not saying make it hard for yourself. I'm not being, don't be masochistic. That's religious. Don't take a vow of poverty. Don't take a vow of false holiness. Don't, you know, self-humiliate because that's religion. You get no rewards for any of that. But just be thorough in the cleanliness of what the Spirit of God wants to do in your heart and in your soul. That's all the Father's asking. God loves America. I love America. I'm an apostle sent to America. That's my destiny. I love America with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'll do anything to help America. That means to the point of becoming America's enemy from preaching righteousness to the point where we've had these people attack us nonstop and do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage constantly every single year against this ministry since 2006. That's how Laodicean, how Disneyland foolish it actually is down here. And it is way worse than you can imagine. And the devils are way more powerful than the lukewarm Christians think they are. They think that anointing on them in their suburban churchianity with their signs and wonders and goosebumps and laying down and raising hands and you know all the stuff that we deal with down here they think that is right standing with god it don't work in mexico it don't work in kenya it don't work in somalia it don't work in iran it don't work anywhere except in the fake little plastic disneyland you've created by serving the fallen angels it's the truth anyhow god wants you to break out of the sorcery, the magic arts, the magic spells. And it's going to be a paradigm shift in all Southern Christianity, all New York, 
Washington, California, Christianity, you are not going to be in the same culture when your spirit in the morning star rises and drives out seven demons from your heart, seven mountains from your heart. You are going to be in a different dimension. You're going to be a different kind of attitude, a different kind of personality, a different kind of excellence. You're going to be a kingdom disciple. And to raise up people like that in the most lukewarm, comfortable society that the fallen angels have ever made in the history of the world. You didn't have this stuff in Alexander the Great. You didn't have this stuff in Caesar's Rome. You didn't have this stuff in any previous civilization. Nebuchadnezzar didn't. Nobody had it so cushy, easy, lukewarm, and Laodicean than the sleeping bride of America right now. And she's sleeping in carnal success. She's sleeping in false sorcery Christianity. And she's a sleeping bride. And something's about to wake her up. A sword through her heart. A fence. A sword of offense. And that's why the prophets offend the living hell out of you every day. Because there's no other way than to prick you in your heart with an actual weapon to wake you up. Because you're sleeping so deeply. He's not waking you up with a kiss. This ain't fantasy. He's not waking you up with any kind of eroticism, any kind of emotionalism. He's going to wake you up with a fence. He's going to wake you up like Michael Myers in Halloween with a freaking butcher knife. And that's Jesus Christ. But you're going to think it's Satan because you're so deceived. And that butcher knife in his hand is going to be the Word of God. Like Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, every day in the glory. Freddy Krueger, you need to dream bigger. <laughs> Amen. Like Freddy Krueger says, I will give the old men dreams. Amen. <sighs> the anointing of Freddy Krueger is in this place. It's a nightmare on Elm Street. It's a nightmare on every street. <laughs> and we're not frustrated by it. We have all the solutions, so it's very peaceful for us in righteousness. But it's not a nightmare on Elm Street. It's a nightmare on every American street under the sorceries of the Kabbalah magic arts that have made you a sleeping bride. God's going to wake you up, and it's going to offend the living hell out of you. You're going to realize that Everything you learned in Christianity was about as BS as being taught evolution by Darwin. It's about the equivalent. The stuff you learned in buildings made by human hands, you might as well be a Darwinist. It's about how lost they are. And that's truth anyhow. The stuff you do and you call it Christianity and it's like, you know, we pray in tongues and we raise our hands, listen to worship and kumbaya and go do street evangelism. All this stuff. Your whole form is just earthly. It's all Gehenna. That ain't, it's not Christianity. What you're practicing is the best you know how, and God respects that. He does respect that. He knows you're sincere. Sincerity doesn't mean anything. You need revelation and wisdom, killing beasts and building seven pillars that aren't from you, that aren't from the earth, that aren't from under the sun, that are from God's own heart in the third heaven. These are the seven pillars that wisdom builds, Proverbs 9.1. He doesn't build with human hands. The Lord builds with His very substances of the third heaven. Things from heaven are what are built up in your spirit. That's how you get stronger in spirit because now you're a third heaven creature in the midst of the second heavens and the first heavens. 
which is called the fall. So the more third heaven, the more building that the spirit builds in you with the eternal ancient paths of the heavenlies, stuff that can't be shaken by nothing, world events, nuclear holocaust, nothing, none of it has any effect. If you actually let the third heaven of the seven spirits of God build up your spirit, you will supersede and bypass anything of second heaven, anything of first heaven. I've seen it. Carjacked twice, stabbed at. I had a guy come at me with a knife and everything went into slow motion. I just moved slowly over to the side and he kept going forward with the knife like he was just in a trance or something. That was in 2006 when I was a baby apostle. And I watched the superiority of the glory against murderers, killers, gangsters, heroin creators, heroin dealers. We had them living in our house back in the day. Heroin dealers and heroin makers and creators that were taught how to make heroin face to face by demons. Real black magic warlocks in the USA that learned how to bake hard drugs in their kitchens face to face by horned demons of hell. You know, real sorcery. And then you make a lot of money and then you get them all high and have a lot of pets. Truth anyhow, that's how it works. That's what a crack house is. You're in one right now. It used to be full of sorcerers and dogs. Pookie Duke of the Crips of Southside Chicago ran this house with the Sinaloa cartel and it was the main import of cocaine into Minneapolis through Milwaukee Mafia and Southside Chicago Sinaloa cartel and the Crip Mafia. Truth anyhow, you're in this house. And I've met dozens of people in Minneapolis, people around the Hells Angels, people around all the biker gangs and the 36 organized gangs in Minneapolis in the first 12 years that I sat in here. I did a lot of work outside this house and inside this house. They said, yeah, I used to go to that house. Whoa, you live there? That was the main Coke house of Minneapolis. This was the Coke house of the Coke houses. Amen? And it was boarded up. None of this is my idea. I'm not boasting the flesh. None of this is my idea. It was all boarded up. All the 36 windows in this place, they'd stripped out all the copper. Homeless people had gutted it, sold it for scrap metal. They were smoking crack in here. There was crack pipes up in the third floor and a dead crow. When we came in, no copper, no lights, no electricity, nothing in this place. No windows. Just, I mean, there's shotgun blasts through the, the roof. You can kind of see the dent in the ceiling right over there above the Joel's bar sign. There were 9mm cartridges over the, the door, all the doors. They still had live ammunition when we moved in. There was locks at a kid level, just about two feet off the ground, inside all of the doors and all the closets so kids could lock themselves in so they didn't get raped or stolen or kidnapped and all that stuff that goes on around drugs and violence and gangs. Stolen, kidnapped, or harmed, or whatever, you know. Um, but the kids could lock themselves in all the closets when all the crackheads were out here getting high and doing drugs and selling drugs. There was blood in the basement from what ended up closing the house down, and they locked up Pookie Doop for life um, because they execution-style murder in the basement. And the blood was still in the pattern of the human body in this basement when we moved in in 2009. You could see the whole silhouette where they just melted out. Then <laughs> we cleaned all the blood up and the teeth and the hair and all that fun stuff. Hallelujah. Then we remodeled the place and brought it up to code. We're still doing work in progress because we just brought it up to code and it was 
still pretty nasty until our beloved Mennonites moved in. Mm. Former Mennonites, now they're champions, dread, they're dread champions actually, and I'm very thankful for them. A lot of help, a lot of purity. That's one thing I've noticed about people that come out of some of that stuff is that even though it's super religious, they're trained in purity. And that purity is the most important thing in order to... And there's a humility and a purity. And you go a long ways. You go all the way with purity and humility. That's why you guys have such a benefit, the former Mennonites that came into this community, because the people that didn't have that instilled in them from their youth, it's just, it's a mess. The humility and the purity. And I know it's probably not true of all of them, but it's certainly true of the ones that have came here. They've had a, a very easy time with the purity and the humility, so it's easier for them to learn than most of the people that just grow up worldly through Starbucks drive throughs and through driving their mom's Mercedes to high school when they're 16 and 17. These people are so screwed up, it's insane. So, it's one of the best positions I've ever seen anyone in, in all of my years of full-time ministry, dealing with millions of souls, is coming out of the Mennonite religion. And I, I tell you that because it's true. And if you guys could glean anything, it's that purity and that humility, because then you could just learn wisdom, the path of Elijah, in the river. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect or easy, but humility makes it easier. Humility makes it possible. Purity makes it easier. Purity makes it possible. Without humility and purity, you can't rise in anything. And it doesn't mean that they don't struggle and it's not a bunch of mess out there, but those two attributes, that's the soil for the word to grow in your heart. So every single person who's ever going to grow up and mature in Christ has to have a foundation of humility and purity or they can only go so far. They get pride. They like they grow to a level where they say, this is my level now of what I deem as success in the realm of the natural. You see it all the time or they're just intimidated by the purity and they just love lust more than Jesus, which is usually the case. Or they love knowledge more than revelation that costs you seven mountains out of your heart. So they love the devil. Don't even water it down. These people love Satan more than Jesus. Because if you love Jesus, you constantly give him more of yourself for more of him. The problem is, Jude says in the Gospel of Jude, you love yourself more than you love Jesus. Self-protection from Jesus is what religion is. It's the practicing of sorcery. The practicing of witchcraft, the purest form of witchcraft, is rebellion against Jesus. And Christians do it like it's nobody's business and their pastors train them in it how to be anti-Christ. Now you can have the fallen angels as your Christ. You can worship the Christmas tree of the knowledge of good and evil in space and the demon-breasted goat god Pan at the top of that Christmas tree, and you could be embraced in 99% of born-again evangelical charismatic Christianity right now as a Jesus worshiper. I know you're worshiping the fallen angels because you're totally bewitched and God inside-minded. I can tell by the lack of humility and the current state of the knowledge of pride, you're in the wrong tree of the garden. Satan's most divisive, deceiving thing of all time is making a tree of perfect Christianity in this universe that's Satan's kingdom. And that's exactly what we're dealing with in the USA right now. 
and we need dread champions to burn it off their own hearts drive seven mountains of seven stars out of all their interior seven castles by the seven spirits of god already in you you already got the holy ghost now drive out mountains now cast the mountains out of your souls into the sea the sea of what forgetfulness screw the world screw false christianity become a renegade turn the world upside down become apostolic become book of acts get into holy ghost rebellion get aggressive don't back off because everyone around you serves the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the breasted goat god pan as their fake false satanic jesus you know that's the worst thing when i see people worshiping the devil and they think they're worshiping jesus the devil that you know as satan is actually pan that goat that everyone says in Satanism that has breasts because of the duality, they get into homosexuality, lesbianism, they get that's why you have all many all these priests homosexual, because their God is Pan, who has both male and female in him as a breasted goat. He has both penis and vagina. That's why all their sexuality is completely confused in religion. And that's why you still struggle with any kind of secret lust, because Satan, that goat breasted god pan in the second heavens on the top of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is deceiving you and perverting you because you're worshiping a false jesus when you start worshiping christ in you and the glory realm and the seven spirits of god you get more and more freedom from all forms of perversion and sexuality so you can actually have anointed sex in your marriage beds like god intended in the beginning amen without religion without false fake holiness without pan without stubbornness and pride revival in marriage but if you have a false jesus and your religious self-righteous pharisee better than everyone by listening to the sons of god and applying it soulishly you are the most deceived wicked people in the world you need to sacrifice all that you know into the grow of the glow of the holy ghost in your spirit and all that religiosity that you apply through teaching and knowledge become experiential in life and freedom and prosperity and joy unspeakable and peace like a river and clarity of heart clarity of mind wisdom understanding counsel might knowledge fear of the lord and the spirit of the lord these seven blazing torches the menorah of your temple will purify you from all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is all unrighteousness, and will lift you up in greater mental clarity from glory to glory in your hearts every single day. That's where you're going in Christ. Cleaner, clearer, and ever brighter by the seven spirits of Jesus Christ in your hearts. Now, deal with your evil hearts. I deal with my wicked heart. Therefore, his holy heart of the fiery coals fills my soul and takes me on experiences in the Holy Spirit because I have no righteousness of my own that I could boast before God. My righteousness is Jesus formed in my soul and his fiery coals, not just touching my mouth like Isaiah. Now, filling my seven interior castles like jesus christ in the new covenant 
See, you don't get just an external job like the Old Covenant. That's sorcery. You get an internal job and as a temple of His fire and lightning and whirlwinds, holiness, excellence, purity, like the white dove without spot or wrinkle. You get the exact likeness of the invisible God in your hearts. Now act like it. Now talk like it. Now apply it to your souls. Now apply it to your behavioral patterns. Apply it to your relationships. And walk in the same way Jesus walked. Anyone who loves Jesus will have the same walk as Jesus Christ, First John says. Which means absolute moral excellence with men and women. Absolute financial excellence with the treasury where they could buy food for 15,000 people if they wanted to. Should I go into town and buy food for 15,000? They grumbled. No, 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 we'll multiply it because, you know, he's Jewish. We'll multiply it. We'll save that money because I got a t-shirt I'm looking at in Italy right now. And he went and bought a $150,000 seamless tunic, which in today's amount of money, if you understand the seamless garment that Jesus wore, was three years of the average man's salary. Some of these demon-possessed Judas Iscariots are still so far gone, they don't even know they're muttering the same phrases as the Antichrist all the time. This bling could have been sold and given to the poor. That's what they say. My car could be sold, my business could be sold, my hobby lobby could be sold and given to the poor. You are a devil and not a Christian. You'll always have the poor with you, which is people that don't ever bear fruit. You always have fruitless people around you. Truth, anyhow. You always have people that can't produce the fruit of the streets of gold, the kingdom. You're always going to be have losers around you. Losers. Slackers. Lazy bums. You're going to have them around you. Now, you're not always going to have the excellence of the king of kings and lord of lords. That's why this woman... Spending 55000 on my head has done a wonderful act of righteousness. And it drives you insane because you don't have the kingly excellence. You have a wicked, money-loving heart because you're greedy and money is still your God. And Jesus Christ is a waste of $55,000 to you right now. And all this religious sorcery and blasphemy everywhere in America is tolerated as holiness. You're devil worshipers. It's devil worship. What Judas Iscariot, what he said was the purest form of sorcery, and half of you are deceived by it right now. You would say, oh, what Judas said, that should be considered. We should have sold this expensive perfume at BB Luxury and given it all to the homeless and the food shelters. You're a devil. That's unrighteousness. Now, don't forget the poor, but make sure you're getting richer by practicing righteousness. Otherwise, you become worthless in your Christianity. Truth anyhow, we have a Mephibosheth crippled mentality in fake Christianity, and it's honored in false holiness. It's the worship of Satan. 
Pan's Labyrinth. You're so lost in the labyrinth. You're so lost. You're so messed up. Oh, let me s sympathize with you out of my human nature. Do you need some money? Do you need some clothing? Do you need some food? Do you need some water, some drink, an energy drink? Would you like a culture pop? Do you understand that's what Pan's Labyrinth is, is the practice of Gehenna hell on earth and the garbage dumps and thinking that's Christianity? That's why you're Laodicean. That's why you're lost. Because you believed Satan in his false Christianity and you've rejected the streets of gold in kingdom realms. And America still for the most part doesn't have the narrow path of understanding how to balance it all out. Well, there's no balancing it all out. There's crucifying it all out because you're full of manure. And when the cross comes up in your hearts, righteousness springs up like a golden fountain of living stars that could create economic systems and alleviate poverty out of your marketplace inspired hearts if you weren't religious you could create economies every single one of you can become an elon musk he's a billionaire but he has excellence he has stewardship his tremendous business skill if we're losing four million a day we fire 3500 people and we don't just make fun of them we actually state the wisdom behind it why we do it so that no one can attack that, that excellence they just look like idiots and that's wonderful i like that what you said elon musk was an antichrist he's a freemason from south africa who has bloodlines to very high level mars principalities that's why he wants to populate mars and it's not conspiracy it's kabbalah it's not conspiracy people it's kabbalah people understand sorcery i would not have you be unawares of the tactics of the devil it is written you want to sit there and just ignore the higher things of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil under its potent sorcery you're gonna have to fight back from where you are in your spirit with the sword of the spirit of how much of the bible you currently believe that's mixed with the faith of your actual born again creature then you start facing this stuff and get into rank in Joel's army. Then start fighting in Joel's army. Then stop making the apostles your enemies in Joel's army and make Pan and his labyrinth your enemies and all the principalities of the second heavens of the wandering stars your enemies and start making a dent against the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's killed all your ancestors. And it's trying to kill you and your destinies and rob you of your birthright right now. And you awaken to the war of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You don't take it up in your flesh. You take it up in your heart, in your spirit. Your spirit's a new creature. Only your spirit can wield the sword of the Spirit. These goofballs try to wield it as an external sword. Buy a Braveheart sword on Amazon. Take a picture of my prophetic. No, it's false prophetic. You're a false prophet. Your spirit has a sword. Fight as an angel of the Lord. You've been born again of Yahweh, the angel of the Lord. I am whom I serve. Use the sword of the word of God in your spirit and fight all the nasty filth of the seven mountains of the seven stars right where you're at. And you will have a sword that pierces through the heavens and you will start underground which is underneath the soil of your own heart you're buried 
You're born again buried, but you got a sword and everything you need to overcome the world at birth. Return to your born again spirit with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and now fight upward through the seven mountains in your own wicked hearts. And you must know your heart is evil beyond knowing. Because if you don't, you'll never rise because, oh, I have a good heart now. No, you're just totally bewitched now. You're totally lost now. Because now you're a castrated, bewitched, external practitioner of Pan's Christianity. And now the rest of your life is a freaking labyrinth out here of running a mouse race around the world like you're actually growing up in Christ when you're actually just a mouse in a labyrinth. You go up and the labyrinth is seen from above like the wall of China. The Great Wall. How high can you go? There's no cap to Christ. There's seven heavens in Christ. We need to get above the skyline to even find Jesus in the cloud, Revelation 14, 14, who has the harvest sickle. You ain't going to have a harvest in Gehenna living in the earth, living in the dirt, living in the dust, living in the mud like mud men, mud women. You got to get up into the clouds to get washed with the clouds full of rain. Who are these that fly along like doves, like clouds? You have to get up into Elijah's cloud. You got to get up into the clouds full of rain. You have to get washed at an air level, at a skyline level. You got to take the sky. You got to take the air from Molech and Saturn. You got to face this stuff, the principalities in your city, with your spirit. And then go up. And now you're seated on a cloud over your city, which is the only place to begin learning true agape. Because you've sacrificed your soul for others. No greater love. Now you have the evidence of it by the elevation of Revelation 14, 14. I saw a man seated on a cloud, one like the Son of Man, having a gold crown. Here's kingship over cities. Now you're the principality with your angels. Welcome to basic Christianity. Those that are faithful and little, Luke says, I will give them three, five, ten cities. Cities. Go and make disciples of nations. How do you do it? Elevation. Vertical Christianity. Take the sky first. You get, your spirit can do it easily. Your brain's a lying demon. It'll always fight you if you're influenced by the powers of the air. You'll never go anywhere. you just stay in a sheep shed, live in a manure pile your whole life and call it good with God, but you're totally bad with God. He's not pleased with that nonsense. You're good with God when you rip the roof off the house rip the roof off your spirit which is your own heart and drive seven mountains into the lake of fire and then begin to rise and your vision be ever clearer seven eyes seven horns the lamb that was slain revelation 5 6 going up into the high places and actually taking back what he stole from you tearing down strongholds raiding the enemy attacking the enemy where's the enemy you read the book of job in your friends and in your family Probably in your pastors if you go to church. Truth in you. I'm still delivering myself, so I ain't perfect, but we're practicing righteousness above the sun now. I'm still warring against stuff in my own heart and my mind. With the same sword, the sword just gets gigantic, and the enemies become cosmic and become an external tree of knowledge. But I'm sure you already know that. Warring against stuff in your brain ain't inside your brain anymore, it's in the heavens. You war against stuff in your heart, get your heart circumcised. Now you're warring above the skyline. Now you're warring in the heavenlies. That's why Bob Jones was there, because he had a circumcised heart. Anyone with a circumcised heart is now in the heavens, is fighting the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, cosmically. 
Truth anyhow. Because you're not cosmic, it's because your heart has not been pierced through by the seven spirits of God. So you have no legal entrance into those places through God's gates. I am the sheep gate to the Father. No one goes into those realms except through Christ, which means Christ has to be fully formed in your soul by driving out the seven demons of the seven stars of the seven mountains that fell from heaven out of your soul. And that's the entry into the Son of Righteousness to begin practicing righteousness above the sun. But if your heart is not clear and clean and sparkling by union, consummation, with the seven spirits of God in your heart, you'll never access these realms for eternity. You won't even access them in heaven. You won't be able to see them because you're not wise enough. You'll be just as blind as you are now up there in the outer courts of heaven. Truth anyhow. You think you'll see up there. You, you see up there to the measure you see down here right now. Death is not your salvation. The seven spirits of God in your heart, your salvation. John 14. I will send another Savior, the Holy Ghost, and He will lead you into all truth. Well, you hear it. You see how they react to it. Oh, man. i got to deal with stuff in my heart. Yes, you do. We need to deal with seven mountains in our heart until there's no seven-star influence of the dragon's tail who swept one-third of the stars of the second heavens, the Kabbalah tree, the knowledge of good and evil, influencing your heart and blood, feelings, emotions, or any path of lateral movement in Pan's labyrinth. You are now vertical. You're eagles. Not just prophets as eagles. The whole body of Christ is eagle. Because you've been born of the great white eagle, Jesus Christ. You're prophets. You're apostles. You're evangelists. You're teachers. Walk in the glory of Jesus and all of his abilities in you. Don't try to add them externally by some hot hands. You don't need the apostle hands on you. You have apostle Jesus in your heart. If you believe apostle Brandon, apostle Jesus grows in you. And all this stuff gets activated to the exact measure of your faith in this word. But if you harden your hearts, nothing happens. And I'll just come to Joel's bar tomorrow. Be just another ritual for you. Some people get it. Some people never do. It's because they never cast out seven mountains of stars that fell from heaven from their souls. The ones that do will shine ever brighter to the full dawn of day. Their day will dawn and we will help it dawn. We will make it dawn. We will teach them the narrow way through the cosmos, through the very sap of the cosmic tree of life where there is no unclean thing. Walking in your Heavenly Father's righteousness is the purest, most perfect excellence you could ever imagine. I could not even fathom how awesome it is going through the sun and above the sun and just beginning to practice righteousness. True, ancient path righteousness of Enoch. It's all worth it. I mean, it's just, wow, I just immediately, I should have done this better. I should have sacrificed more. I could have taken that more seriously. I went as fast and as thorough as I knew how for the last 23 years to get to this level. But even looking back, as fast and as thorough and as zealous as we've been for seven years broadcasting seven days a week, I could have done more. I could have got up here faster. And you'll have that attitude when you get up here. As so you can see all the mistakes you made in your, in your past path. You're not condemned for it, but you're wise for it. And now you understand how to get up here fast. 
without wasting time down there in the labyrinth and Jannes and Jambre sorcery and nonsense doctrines and belief systems and American Laodicean garbage and all the opposition against your rising. You don't have that once you fly into the sun. Once you heart, your heart and your mind are just burnt up in cosmic lights and lightnings. Once the lightning baptism is working in you, you have perfect clarity, hindsight 2020, and it ain't human. It's Father God in you. It's the Father in you. Jesus Christ, he grew up to the place where he said, it's the Father in me doing the works. At first, he said it was the Holy Spirit in me doing the works. Later on, when he grew up more, because he grew like a human that had the anointing just like you, he said, it ain't the Holy Ghost doing these works anymore. No, it's not. It's God the Father doing the works now. I'm way more mature. And you'll have the same testimony of Jesus if you stay loyal and faithful to the Holy Ghost where you're at now and keep purifying your heart up, up, and away until the fire of the Son of Righteousness burns out all your human hearts. And so there's just pure Father God lights in your heart. A different standard, a different elevation. A different energy and he will make you stable being able he will sustain you in these elevations so you do not fall it is written if you love him more than yourself he will sustain you if you love yourself and your own life more than him guaranteed fall Revelation 12 they overcame the devil I know that devil is pan by loving not their lives or souls unto death which is a baptism which most of you haven't gone through too thoroughly, and that's why your hearts don't have seven torches burning in them. Circumcision the heart until your heart is the seven spirits of God. Your heart is clear. Your heart is literally God the Father. Circumcision the heart isn't just removing evil in you, lust in you, pride in you. That's just a very small part of it. It's God the Father taking up literal residency in your souls. As temples of God's glory, the Father in you will begin doing the excellent works. If you follow through, being true and never blue like a buckaroo, he will do what he said he would do in you. All you got to do is yield and obey and pay the price of your death in your souls. Given up. All the soulish nature of your bloodlines, your ancestors, to be engrafted into the cultivated olive tree of the testimony of Jesus and his 14 plus 14 plus 14 evergreen genealogies of the tree of life of the works of the cosmic tree of life throughout the ages, evergreen, bearing forth a thousandfold fruit monthly. When you're engrafted into that evergreen of the olive tree of Israel, the cosmic tree of life, you will be evergreen, bringing forth a thousandfold monthly in the leaves of that tree that I have spoken to you from tonight by the roots of David and the bright morning star in me will set you free into perfected liberty for your seven eyes to really see right through your brains and all the different reins of the white horse and all of the understanding of the ages will be made your flesh really right through your brain walking in lightnings will not be a fringe thing it'll be normal Christianity because it was for Jesus and his apostles and you've been ripped off you will understand the path of Enoch clearly you understand God inside mindedness completely and fully 
all the way through into the third heaven until you take your soul there and you remember. And it's clear when you come back into your soul as a spirit. You go as a spirit first with your soul. Then you go with your body after that. And we're going to get everybody up there by teaching and preaching righteousness in the coming years until everyone understands the way. And it'll be just clear. Make straight the way of the Lord. We are. And it's vertical. 0% lateral, 100% vertical. And as you go vertical, you'll be reigning over everything lateral, over the whole earth at higher elevations, effortless ruling and reigning from the angelic heavenly sphere. Revelation 5.10, it is written. And you keep going higher and higher until you're no longer in this world. Amen? But then you come right back down and it's a new earth. And you will. Ascend and descend the seven heavens by the seven spirits of God and the seven interior castles of your soul forever as the sons and daughters of the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us play it one more time. If God convicts your heart to give, if you want to give in to Red Letter Ministries USA, you can pay your tithes and give your offerings. We have tons of expenses here, always managing, paying electric bills and doing all kinds of crazy wild stuff here to advancing the kingdom wildly in the spirit and excellence of Enoch in all directions. So you can pay your tithes to this ministry, give offerings to this ministry. Amen. And that's very wise. It's the fastest way to advance the kingdom is to give to the most powerful people in the kingdom to grow their kingdom ministries. And so that's why you want to support Red Letter Ministries. You want this message to grow? Well, fuel it by your excellent works in the marketplace. Stir up marketplace revival. Let it be a passion for excellence in conquering the finances in darkness and bringing them into light, consecrating the monies of this world into the temple for the works of Jesus' temple. Amen? made with living stones not just individual now corporately and you bring it into the corporate temple of the living stones by your excellent works in the marketplace finances had to be consecrated first before the glory filled solomon's temple it is written that hasn't happened yet because the christians are laodicean bewitched and full of vows of poverty and serving pan's labyrinth and full of judas iscariot mentalities of just don't do the alabaster box we just give it to the poor and Satan just takes all your money because you just give it all to religious demons every day and you're just fueling the tree of the knowledge of good and evil out of ignorance. We need revelation for finances. And don't put yourself into debt by giving. You need wisdom in giving. Don't just come in here, listen to the sons of God, get filled with zeal and just hurt yourselves. Give what God has put in your heart to give, it is written. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a well-to-do, cheerful, having a positive attitude and a wellspring of in their spirit, giver. God wants givers to give out of the fountain of righteousness through the excellence of their moral attitude and their ability in the realm of the natural through the golden works of their golden hands glorifying your hands and your minds into gold mines for inside the living stones of the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven and in the heavens and from the high heavens training you in all this stuff so you can manage the heavens mid heavens and the earth first heavens financially governmentally medically every aspect of society the mountain of the lord will be managed when you get those other seven mountains of mismanagement out of your own hearts and the mind of Christ working 
in your hearts and in your minds, understanding Zion, the mountain of the Lord, consuming all the terrible works of the seven mountains that have a lot of excellence as Babylonian businessmen that isn't even in Christianity yet. So it's kind of hard to have excellence when it's like just a baby beginning for most believers right now that have been totally bewitched and vows of poverty to Pan's Labyrinth. But you're going to learn quick. God will redeem the times of all the lies that Satan and his angels have told you. And the excellence of the seven spirits of God will teach you all the abilities you need for life and success in Christ Jesus, and you will go from glory to glory, multiplying cars, businesses, trucks, all kinds of business stuff increasing, and it's anointed marketplace business that's equal pure worship as my apostle's office here at Joel's Bar. Preaching righteousness here towards you is pure worship to God the Father, the same as the mature businessman practicing righteousness in the marketplace is pure devotional worship to God the Father in heaven. It's the same worship. It's just a different job, a different calling in a different tribe. 11 out of 12 of you, according to the New Testament, will be full-time marketplace revivalists, conquering economies, Conquering marketplace. You won't even be fulfilled as a full-time minister. You'll feel like you're missing out out there because you're in your wrong office. Get into where God created you to be in and do excellent works and get good at what you're good at and advance the kingdom within the living stones and get all the confusion and cobwebs out of your head and be super energized by the spirit of might that works within you mightily enkindling the power of righteousness and wisdom and excellence and purity and ability and angel-like power, angel-like lightnings. You take these angelic realms of the seven stars, which are the seven churches, the seven angels to the seven churches, which is every believer's body on the planet. If you have wisdom, that's what it means. You take these seven stars and you put them in your spirit. You get energized and you just start conquering stuff. You partner with the angel armies, God of angel armies, Lord of hosts, most common name for Jesus Christ in the Bible. And you need that today in the New Testament. You need to start working with the angels. They're excellent and perfect in all their works. The Bible says so. Now you learn to be excellent like the angels. You begin to cooperate and work with your angels on the construction site, in the restaurant, in the laundromat, in your house, for your house moms. You do that work with the angels. If you're a house mom, you be a house mom with angel armies. And those kids get raised up right inside the third heaven and the glorified second heaven of the tree of life. And they learn wisdom and righteousness and excellence and ability of God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and the seven spirits of God and the seven stars to the seven churches. They learn the kingdom. They learn wisdom, righteousness, purity, excellence. They become the Israel of God. They're raising up little Israelites, which means children of God, sons of God, ones who live inside the evergreen of the olive tree. You're not Gentiles. You're the Israel of God. Be engrafted with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and bone marrow and start living in a greater excellence than Jacob that controls all the banks of the world. Start living in the greater excellence than 5th Street Manhattan that controls all the diamonds in the world. 
There's a greater excellence than banking and diamonds down here. And it's dormant in you until you awaken to the seven spirits of God and show the Jews that you are also the Israel of God. Then they're jealous and get re-engrafted in and the second heaven's tree of knowledge disappears when Jacob comes back into the cosmic tree of life from all of their Kabbalah sorceries. And those days are only years ahead where all Israel shall be saved according to the book of the 12 patriarchs. And we will make it come to pass. And we will meet the Lord Jesus in Jerusalem when we finish this work of the restoration of all things as his brothers and sisters of the second heavens fully conquered as the cosmic tree of life practitioners of his righteousness of doing God the Father's works from our hearts in Jesus name. Amen. Bless you guys and we'll see you Tuesday. Amen. <laughs> oh wow it wasn't even on the, the live one it was an audience with chat well at least it was still recording <laughs> you got to look at the audience the whole time instead of me oh I must have hit it with my hand gestures I get pretty wild up here <laughs> love you guys bless you let me just pray a apostolic blessing and a seal of this word into your spirit to bear forth 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold according to how much you allow your spirit to conquer and transform your hearts. And Father, I pray for each one of these spirits that is born again and filled with the seven spirits of God, now filled with the words of righteousness to conquer their airspace, to conquer their house, to conquer their own bodies, and to conquer their cities and nations by the word of righteousness and by the mysteries of righteousness that have been sealed inside their believing hearts today. In Jesus' mighty name, let it come into full fruitfulness and not be devoured by the birds of the air or the cares of this life. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Glory. Ha, ha, ha.
Wow, good morning, good afternoon, RLM Global family, under the great leadership of Apostle Brandon and Apostle Rebecca Lynn. Uh, just want to drop a really quick video for the progress uh, about the roof glory, the Nehemiah's building anointing. So this is one side of the RLM Manfest Arena already covered in red sheets, the red iron uh, sheets. So we are really, really grateful. We are really grateful. Uh, we have tried to really rush the project so that we can uh, save a dime uh, on labor. On labor, I mentioned to you earlier that uh, I had to change some of the standing uh, corner posts, corner corner metals. Uh, the initial uh, posts were a little bit lighter, so I thought maybe it will affect the the roof. So I had to change, and also we have uh, I, I enlarged the the structure to make it a, a little bit bigger. It is actually 75 by 47. 75 by 47 is a big, big, big uh, structure. It's a big, big, big uh, place of worship. So uh, we are less 1,300 USD uh, to uh, to complete this structure, to complete this construction. So. I send a word out there, if God will lay it on your heart to uh, stand with us to see the perfect completion of this structure, uh, you can kindly reach out to Apostle Rebecca or you can use the links to uh, really come in for your donation, for your support. Uh, it's not a must you do the whole amount. Uh, you can do part of it. You can do 300, you can do 500, you can do 600, you can do a thousand. Uh, the Bible uh, talks about the love of God and the unity. The unit where three or two gather, where two or three gather in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, He is always in the midst. So once again, uh, I want to say thank you so much, Apostle Brandon and uh, Rebecca Lynn, for this great, great, uh, and powerful leadership. So, uh, all those who could send their donations, this is where what your donation uh, is doing. So, when the project is done, you will have the full documentary of it. Everything is being documented, the spending, everything. And uh, this thing has really touched the heart of God. May your life never be the same again. Kindly help us to raise the remainder 1,300 USD so that we can complete this project for the glory of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The Sands of Time The Lord took me to a place and I saw the great prophets of the Bible. I saw Elijah, Elisha. I saw all the prophets of the Old Testament. I saw the Apostle John, the, Sands of time. the martyrs. 
And they had all been told of the Lord to stick their hands into the sands of time. The Lord took me to a place, and I saw as I watched the great them, prophets, they would pick up a shoebox. One was the Apostle Paul, and he brought this shoebox up, and he said, Elisha, "It's my time." I saw all the prophets of the Old Testament. I saw the Apostle John, the martyrs. And they had all been told of the Lord to stick their hands into the sands of